0: It's good to get into it together, isn't it? It's just good to get into God's presence, get into God's word, get into the pursuit of Him together. And, you know, Lisa, I loved what you were saying around, you know, the truth of the matter is, like, what's around me is a bonus, you know? And I, uh, I have every opportunity to pursue the heart of God, whether, whether everybody's flood in that direction or not but but we've got to be honest there's something that happens when god's people get together and set their hearts on him you know something happens when we set our hearts on a pursuit of god and go after it you know it's like uh yeah and it's not uh it's not the only way but man i i i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i where i am if it weren't for for uh, a, a kingdom of people pursuing Jesus. You know, whether that's an author or a speaker, or whether that's the people who I'm doing life with, or whether it's the people I'm in business with, or whether it's the people we're hanging out with, you know, it's like when we become those people who set our hearts on the things of God, something comes to life among us. And uh, and all it takes is one. You know, that's, that's the good news. Like all it takes is one passionate person pursuing jesus uh is 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 you know it's as contagious as covid isn't it it's just like it just spreads in, in the best way you just can't help but catch it you know when someone's heart gets fully set on him you cannot help but catch it that's just the truth i think i think it's the truth yeah and and you know in lots of ways that's what this week of the study is about you know let's 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 get our life focused on Him. Let's find a relationship with Him that flows. Let's let the, the power of God in our life um, be a place of love that removes all fear. Let's let it be a, a family to belong to. Let it let let it be a, a release of a purpose that's on our life to live out. Let it be a flow that, that carries on and carries out through through the life that that we've been given and. Yeah, I, th- I I found myself sort of reflecting on that, and this verse came to mind this week for me. It's sort of the center of what I'll share about this morning. But it's, it's in First John uh, chapter one. Basically, this morning I just feel like I just got caught in First John chapter one and chapter two, and it was just like it was just it was like ah, uh, you know, one of Jesus' disciples, John, penned this, you know, however however many hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And it's like, ah, oh, what a ministry is on these words of of these scriptures that just uh, call us and elicit us and reveal to us the reality of the place that we find ourselves today, in, in this moment, in this time. And yeah, we'll just we'll just kind of chip our way through it, and I'll, I'll make a few commentaries on the way through. But really, let's let John, let's let John do the heavy lifting this this morning and just call us into something of Jesus. We'll let the the scripture speak for itself a bit here today. But in 1 John chapter 1 verse 4 to 7 he, he starts out by saying you know we're writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be made complete by having you share in the joy of salvation. God is light. This is the message of God's promised revelation which we've heard from him and now announce to you that God is light. He is holy. His message is truthful. He's perfect in righteousness, and in him, there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, no imperfection. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, that is live each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another he with us and we with him the blood of jesus his son cleanses us from all sin by erasing the stain of sin and keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations and you know i think this call in in this passage that if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with him you know and i think it's this it's 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 this reality that is so challenging if we're honest. You know, because, you know, unlike Jesus and you know, maybe maybe I'm the only one, but unlike Jesus, I'm not sure that I could say there is no darkness in him at all, you know. I'm not sure that's what they're going to write on Brad's tombstone. <laughs> maybe maybe by then, hopefully, I got a little hopefully I got a little runway before then. But it's like, you know, what a statement there is no darkness in him at all. If we'll walk in the light, as He's in the light, we're going to have unbroken fellowship with Him. But you know, there's this picture of a of a life lived in the light, you know, and I want that. But man, there's a lot of stuff that feels like it pushes me on and off of that. Or there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't know competing priorities or tools for dealing with difficulty. You know, I really appreciated what 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 you were sharing this morning, Kim, around um you know a a culture that refuses uh a value for difficulty or, or or let's lean into it further and say suffering um you know yeah i i think there is something on the the heart of god to raise up a people who can endure hard things and i mean i guess if we reflect on on the story of god there's hard things coming for the followers of jesus christ if if they're not already here uh and and he'll release to us and grow among us a capacity for those things where it won't be too much where we'll have what we need because we have him because we've chosen to walk in the light and and i'm not my my reality isn't dictated by what's around me it's dictated by the light of jesus christ he is my path be our way be our vision be our path but he carries on in this passage i said i wasn't going to talk too much and just let the Scripture speak for itself so he carries on into chapter two with with these ideas and he says in 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 verse one to six and this is how we know him daily by experience i mean i mean first of all let's just set that as a goal that we are those who desire to know you jesus daily by experience like not once a week or not like once a month, or not like conference Christians where, where we go to, to, to a big deal and Jesus moves and we have an experience of him because somebody, you know, put the right stage up and the right lights up and got the right number of thousands of people together. And so now we can experience Jesus. Like, yes, those are incredible moments, but we are those who want to experience him daily. That's what we want, right? Are we, are we those people? That's us, isn't it? Like, count me in so he's saying he's unlocking to us the secret here maybe let's read it and this is how we know daily by experience that we have come to know him to understand him and be more deeply acquainted with him if we habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commandments and teachings whoever says i've come to know him but doesn't habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commandments and teachings is a liar, and the truth of the divine words is not in him. But whoever habitually keeps his words and obeys his precepts and treasures his message in its entirety, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. It is completed and has reached maturity, and by this we know for certain that we are in him. Whoever says that he lives in Christ, that is whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior, ought, as a moral obligation, to walk and conduct himself, just as he walked and conducted himself. Oh, gee. Now, he, now John's throwing it down. All right, you lot, any of you who say that Jesus is your savior, uh, we got a couple things in here that are meant to be the case. It's like, number one, we are those who are habitually focused on Him. You know, where in our lives is the habit of maintaining a focus on Him? You know, it's one of the things that's gotten talked to around a little bit here is like, you know, maybe maybe a few of the, the crew that we've been doing the study with here are like, oh, we're not so keen for this to end because this has created a habit of connection. It's created a a reason to hear from Jesus to be in his presence to receive from him to habitually be focused on a relationship and it's like oh what are we gonna do when the study ends it's like well we still got him you know like let's be those who find ways in our lives and find passion to be habitually focused on his precepts on his ways on his presence on the things that he has to say on the things that he values on the things that are important for him because our lives are changed when we do. You know the 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 light of life begins to be mine and 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 as this says we conduct ourselves and walk as he conducted himself what a promise like number one this is how you know by daily experience that you've come to know him those who know jesus are habitually focused on him he's captivating he's extraordinary he 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 takes our life and compels us towards it because you know when, when you meet the coolest person in the world, you can't help but chase him around. And, and it's like, if that's not been what we've discovered, then there's more to come to light. There's more that needs to come to light in our life because this is who he is. And, and in that, we begin to completely and entirely walk and conduct ourselves as he did. He changes the way we walk, the places we walk. He becomes the path. All right, let's keep going with John. And in in verse 8 to 10 in chapter 2, then he goes on to say, you know, I'm not writing anything to you that you don't know, is kind of the bit that he said before. But now he's going on to say, on the other hand, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true and realized in Christ and in you. Because the darkness of moral blindness is clearing away. And the true light, the revelation of God in Christ is already shining. The one who says he is in the light, in consistent fellowship with Christ, and yet habitually hates or works against his brother in Christ, is in the darkness until now. The one who loves and unselfishly seeks the best for his believing brother lives in the light, and in him there is no occasion for stumbling or offense. He does not hurt the cause of Christ or lead others to sin. You know, he's speaking here to to the communal nature of this, And he goes when you find yourself in darkness you're gonna find yourself in competition with other believers oh well i don't like what he said or i don't like how he she says it or i don't like what they have to say or oh gee if they would sort their life out or oh man if they would be more this way or you know and and hate's a really strong word right but if we're honest we carry some stuff you know we carry some offense you know we can let things uh that hatred would be the strongest word of but let's just call it like Deep agitation or irritation or, or or bitterness or judgment or or yeah, I maybe mean contempt or you know, whatever we would be. It's like, yeah, this stuff wells up. And he's saying, you know what? When when we uh, when we find ourselves in the light, it clears that away. And it makes room for an unselfish seeking the best and love. And the and the light produces something in us that leaves no room for stumbling or offense. But causes something among us to rise up, oh wow, this is a safe place, oh wow, this is a vulnerability here is is reasonable because these people are for me, and he begins to produce something among us that that begins to continue to to enhance this uh this way let's let's put it in those terms, and he continues on in verse fifteen to seventeen sorry we're so much of uh Scripture this morning. Let's, let's not be bored with it. This is a, he's imploring us towards something of light and life, in the presence of Jesus. And so, in verse fifteen to seventeen, he says, he goes on to to give us some more keys to this to this uh, life that that we do truly desire. And he says, "Do not love the world. Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and His precepts." I think we just wish it wasn't that way. You know, I, I think we just wish that we could just kind of have our cake and eat it too. Like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Like, I'm a, I'm a cocktail kind of oh, Don't mind mixing things up? Like, you know, I'll just, just, let's just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. But, but he says that, 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 that a love of the world, you know, releases a power of sin that opposes God and his precept. And I think we can all relate to that, that there is something in my life. That opposes God and His precepts. And it's like, where is a love of the world releasing an opposition to God and His precepts in my life? Where is it what I'm holding on to? Where is it the thing that I've chosen to give my love to? Not like we're not talking deep, deep sinful. Do you maybe maybe we are? Let me know. I'm you know, not categorize it for you, but it's like, you know, where in my life have I set my heart on the world? And it creates an opposition to God and his precepts. I think, man, there's a releasing truth in that for Brad. But it says, do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And I think, you know, this is saying to us, like, if we haven't become so captivated and compelled by the love of God yet, then there's more of God's love to come. And he goes on to say, for all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh and the lust and the longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, a pretentious confidence in one's resources or or in the stability of earthly things. Oh, gee. Whoa. Maybe I don't slow down. We just maybe we remove those brackets. I, I, Curtis, can you delete those brackets from the slide? Are you live there? I don't know. This is hard, isn't it? pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things these do not come from the father but are from the world and here's the good news the world is passing away it's not forever this world and its game you know I feel like this is back to my high school reality you know if I could have figured out in high school that high school wasn't forever I would have suffered less because I thought the whole world was like high school until I got out of it and then I found out that that game that was played in high school and the, the power brokers and the reality that it was it's not real life. Actually, there's room for all sorts of things that high school didn't make space for you know I feel like that's what he's telling us here like hey. This world and the game that it's playing, it's not all there is. There's something more, and you're going to discover it. And if you embrace it now, hold faith to it, one day it'll be the whole reality. The world is passing away, and with it, it's lust and the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings, but the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes lives forever. He goes on in verse 20 and 21. This is... This is This is a powerful statement to each and every one of us. This right here is an impartation. But you, you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specially gifted and prepared by the Spirit. And all of you know the truth because he teaches us and illuminates our minds and guards us from error. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. And because no lie, nothing false, and no deception is of the truth. You know what? An impartation. You have an anointing. You have a purpose on your life. You have been set apart. You have a special gift. The Holy Spirit has produced something in you that is a treasure of God that the world needs to shine bright. And I'm not telling you this because you don't know any of these things. You know the truth. Your mind's been illuminated. You are one who's called to walk in a purpose. You're one who knows that there's something on your life. You know that it counts for Jesus when you walk in the light. And that is us. That's what he's given us, each and every one of us. There's no question about that, that there is something on your life that Jesus wants to shine. And, and we don't accomplish it through trying to shine. We accomplish it through dwelling with the one who shines through us. I don't have to become it. I don't have to do it. But when I trust him and I follow him and I live in a depth of relationship with him and I experience him every day and I walk in his precepts and I make a habit of being with God and I am in the light as he is in the light, I begin to walk as he walks. A gift offered to the world of love that flows and can't be stopped in 1 John. 2.24, 2.24, last verse of the passage and of the morning. Well, we're more to come, but he says, As for you, let that remain in you, keeping in your hearts that message of salvation which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you too will remain in the Son and in the Father forever. You know, I honestly believe that now more than ever, this habitual pursuit of God is more important than and also more opposed it is more challenging. Like, I don't know, I feel like maybe it's stage of life or being a parent, I could put it down to a whole host of things. But the truth of the matter is, I just don't feel like it's ever been more challenging or more opposed or more agitated to pursue the presence of God and walk habitually in his ways, to be in the light as he is in the light. It's a big challenge. But it's available to us, and we are those who are called and purposed. We are those who have set our hearts on knowing Him and experiencing Him, and it's like our habit of walking with Him will change our days. And this is a season of preparation. He's giving us what we need, but He's calling us to Him. I believe that's the truth. There is no purpose that God has in your life that He is going to that He is going to uh, accomplish outside of connection with Him. You are not too busy for Jesus. There is nothing of him that you will accomplish outside of deep communion with him. If we want to do something good with our lives, if we want light to shine, we don't have to go and get it and make it happen. We've got to go and get him we got to get with him. we got to walk with him. we got to make a habit of being in his presence. And I think, you know, if at the conclusion of these eight weeks, if we could implore anything, it would be, let us be a people who pursue, who pursue God's presence every day, every day, every day, fixing our minds and focusing our hearts on him that he might accomplish in us and through us what only he could. You know, God gave me these words a few weeks back. Uh, yeah, as I was sort of seeking him for purpose and you know where are we going from here our time's coming to an end I feel like God sort of said a new chapter is opening up sort of later this year for at least me personally uh, you know and 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 he said Brad the call on your life is an invitation and the invitation is these simple words come pursue God with us yeah and it, it it's I just felt something of such uh, passion rise for me in that statement for a bunch of reasons, you know, come pursue God, like, oh, that's just just like somehow that's like still waters and green pastures to my soul. Those words are just like if there's anything that I could see occur, it it would be that my life would be caught up in a pursuit of God, you know, and then this invitation that says with us. You know, I, I think this is on the heart of God, that there would be a people who have set their hearts on pursuing him. And that when those who come alongside of it are captivated and called into an invitation that says, come pursue God with us. And that just takes somebody being the, being the one who goes, I'm going to set my heart on pursuing him. And yeah, it might be Zeke and his friendship group it might be like, hey, come pursue God with this crew. You know, there, there's no place that that invitation can't find its space, but it feels like it feels like it begins with a heart that's set on walking in the light as He is in the light. All right, I'm gonna close it out with a verse from Romans 12, 1 to 2 I'm gonna call this the Glenn Watson every time he speaks verse, but it's a it's a passionate it's a passionate imploring uh, from the message. That says, here's, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an, operate, as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. Develops well-formed maturity in you. May this be our truth. May this be who we are. May this be what's found among us as we set our, our one thing in life to know God and be known by God. Well, thank you, John, for penning some cool words that I feel inspired and challenged by. May we be those who walk in the light as he is in the light. Yeah. Let's take a bit. Let's chew on this. You know, what feels inspiring about the idea? What feels arduous about it? You know, what feels like there's hope in this and inspiration in this or what what in it just feels like nah, I'm not too sure or where in our life have we experienced this the the truth that uh, something comes about when this becomes our one thing where have we seen it yeah let's jump into some groups I'll turn you guys over to your room and we'll uh, we'll jump into it over here too so yeah well and Curtis, you know you've said like a uh, sorry. I sent it out and then I pulled it back because I think this is this is it for me. But you know, we 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 really do believe that there's nothing more important in this season than coming together to pursue God. And you know, when we sort of kicked off, we sort of started out in house church groups before Never Alone started with the intention of you know really seeing the pursuit of God continue and and not seeing groups form around a study but around a pursuit of God. And so we're gonna you know we're gonna find ways and. You know connect over the next week with with group leaders and and that's begun already to go you know what is it your group's got on their heart what is it that you think is is going to be the thing that's gonna gonna really serve and yeah but we see spaces and places in our lives of continuing to pursue god together as crucial and uh you know with that in mind we we see groups continuing and you know leela and i are excited about coming home and jumping into it together with some some fam back there as well and yeah, I think I think we just, we've got our hearts set on Jesus starting a fire in us and among us that can't go out. You know, I was talking to the camp crew about this earlier this week. And it's like, you know, when, when we've got a, a ready supply of wood and we've got a fire burning, you just got to keep putting the logs on. And this fire just keeps going. No fire gets lit that doesn't go out. We got to keep putting logs on it. You know when we lean our logs up against one another we become a bonfire and that's a that's an incredible experience and you know we want to we want to keep coming together with the heart and intention of pursuing god that uh, the light and life of, of his path would be ours so, all right let's jump into some let's jump into some groups and have a bit of a chat about this and see what we come up with love you guys thank you